With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Nathaniel Hackett. Whatever you're doing, you need to take it and rip it up and throw it out. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. As for the Chargers, the stuff they're running with... Justin Herbert makes it seem like they don't know who they really have there. It just seems to me like watching paint dry. Today's guests, Prime Video Thursday Night Football Analyst, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Chris Carter. From the CBS drama CSI Vegas, actress Mark Helgenberger. And now... It's Rich Yes, it Eisen. is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live from Los Angeles, California, Big Ten country. Uh, every time I say that, it's, uh, it is, it's, 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 it's it, a laugh it line. Makes me laugh. It's unbelievable. It me, me too. Uh, we're, we're, we're live on the Roku channel, Channel 210, for another edition of the Rich Eisen Show, the Wednesday right before week number seven of the NFL season begins, the Wednesday after the tip-off of the NBA 2022-2023 season that went down last night. We say hello to everybody who's watching on the Roku channel, Channel 210, and everyone listening on Sirius Channel 218, XM 202. The app is 992 if you're listening on the Sirius XM app. There's also the Odyssey stream. There's a terrestrial radio network coast-to-coast. By the way, richeisenshow.com is how you can find your affiliate that – has the uh, brains, let's just say it, to pick this show up and put it into your ear gate through terrestrial radio waves, thanks to our friends at Westwood One. They also help put our podcast together every day, all three hours of this show available for your listening pleasure whenever you darn well please on the Cumulus Podcast Network. We're all podcasts can be acquired youtube.com slash rich eyes and shows a nice backstop so is the rich eyes and show collection as it is called by the way it's a very nancyan way of me saying that the rich eisen show collection <laughs> we need collection. uh is um is available on uh, the roku channel where you can check us out on demand you can check us out live you can check us out whenever you darn well please because we re-air on channel 210 and then there is the video version of it that you can see on demand whenever you want through the collection page where all the shows get chopped up bottom line is we're consumable, and we appreciate it. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's going on, brother? Rich, I'm great. DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Good, Good morning, to see Rich. you, sir. TJ Jefferson, light the candle, brother. How are you, sir? Good to see you today. Rich, the fact that the Sixers didn't draft Jason Tatum Stop. is going to haunt me for the rest of my life, and what because of that, he Stop. just drops 35 on him whenever he feels like it, and it, it just bothers me. Here's the deal. Here's what I love. I love it. Um, let me just start uh, this way. Um, with 
last week when I said October's the best sports month that's out there, and I uh, said the upcoming weekend, the one that just uh, passed, is a perfect example of it where uh, the NFL and college football seasons have gone just enough for, for us to get a general sense of who the surprises are that are for real or need to keep going and winning games to prove that they're for real and stakes getting higher for teams like, say, the Denver Broncos, where, you know, a two and three start, they, they need to start reversing course. And they didn't. And then um, teams are eliminated from their seasons in Major League Baseball playoffs, right? Dodgers get eliminated, for instance, by the San Diego Padres. And by the way, I got hit by Kyle Schwarber's baseball uh, on the way oh, in. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered where that ended On the up. way in, yeah, I'm yeah. like, wow, that hit my front windshield. From It came from uh-huh. south. I mean, gosh. Um, Very far. As the NLCS began <laughs> last night. Um, but in this town of Los Angeles, California, unlike, say, my hometown of New York City, when, uh, let's just say, had the Yankees lost yesterday, and they uh, did not. Um, had, had the Yankees lost yesterday, I would have turned the page completely to the Jets season because I despise the Knicks. And uh, Mets fans, let's just say, for instance, you, sir, you move your on to you know your basketball immediately lover, lover, you know, or you know your football or what have you. Um, here in Los Angeles, um, let's just say, the Dodgers getting eliminated. Uh, they're not moving on to the Rams and the Chargers, not in this town. <laughs> the majority. Some might eight clap for UCLA. Eh. Some might go fight on for USC. A lot of okay. them. Okay. Yeah, I know. But no, they, they turned the page to the Lakers. That's where they turned their page here in this town, with all due respect to your Clippers. They turned the page to the Lakers, and it took one night, one single night, for the off-season-long narrative of Russell Westbrook doesn't fit here. And Darvin Ham's plan for him is something he's not buying completely into. Um, that uh, It took one day for that narrative to just roost as the Lakers lose in San Francisco. Golden State got their rings and then ran rings around the Lakers and the uh, Lakers defensively didn't look all that terrific. But, you know, when Steph Curry's ringing threes up and the Warriors are doing their business, uh, they can put 123 on you. And that's what happened last night. And it just took one halftime to appear for Charles Barkley to say the Lakers should trade Westbrook now <laughs> and that he's not playing with the same energy and vigor. Right. And so he seemed to have a point. And interestingly enough, Westbrook last night had a better plus minus rating than both LeBron and Anthony Davis. LeBron was minus 10, Anthony Davis minus 21, meaning, you know, you put together the number of minutes they were on the floor and how many points the Lakers were down being outscored by. Westbrook minus six, 19 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, four, one steal, and four turnovers uh, as the Lakers now fall to 11 and 11 with all three in the lineup together. LeBron 0 and 5 on opening night with the Lakers. Shame. Darvin Ham, after the game, said that you wanted some energy and uh, no one better than him, meaning Westbrook. 
about getting the game started off right away, and he wanted Westbrook's approach to competition to jolt the team. Quote, I mean, it's what we have. We got some key guys hurt. It's game one. Give him a chance to go out and compete at the highest level. I thought he was solid. Uh-oh. Now, you know, solid for me is an infused word. That, Uh-oh. That's a negative, but a lot of people don't view it that way. I bring this up essentially to say um, it's just one game in, hmm. and we're still talking about it. There's 81 more to go. And the Lakers open up their home court season against the Clippers on Thursday night. But Westbrook saying after the game that he's battling a hamstring tweak that came about because the final preseason game, Darvin Ham was just experimenting and had him come off the bench, and he's not used to that. Uh, (laughs) It is just a little bit more fuel to a fire that clearly in the NBA, it's a long slog of a season and this may prove to be nothing, but already this is what you're seeing. Already this is what you're seeing. And you would think coming out of this, if the Lakers had won, we'd be sitting here talking about should Draymond have actually been allowed to get his ring last night? Could the Lakers actually be any better could this be possible oh we'd be ready for part two of his weird documentary that aired last night i didn't know oh my gosh didn't see 21 minutes aired on the tnt uh broadcast is that right of just draymond not really remorseful for punching his teammate (laughs) look that's something that could uh eventually come home to roost later on this season or whatever but the warriors are pretty damn good they're really great, and the Lakers appear to be still full of holes. And Westbrook is the guy that they're going to point to, even though he didn't have the worst night of them all. Just one game in. We're already talking about that. And, and man, I love the association. Just one game in. Uh, is Harden going to be the right guy there in Philadelphia? The one shot. I mean, Harden looked pretty w- good last night. Harden looked good, right? Harden looked good. But that one moment where he shook off, was that Marcus Mott? He yeah. shook off. Yeah. And then had the whole wide open shot and shimmied. And then <laughs> missed <laughs> everything pretty much. <laughs> it. Yeah, well, if you're going to do that. You got to hit the yeah, shot. Make the shot. <laughs> got to hit the shot. And I know I'm just. And he's I'm done just, that before. Just, Most of the times he does hit he that does. shot. I'm yeah, just yeah, picking yeah, at it. Does. I'm just picking at, at that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm already picking at the know. offense looking exactly the same with him dribbling a lot. And yeah, scoring. Right. I, that's what I'm saying to you. Can, you know, I, like, can I make a plea to Joel Embiid, please? You are 7'1. You're 280 pounds of muscle, bro. You're going to play about 70 games this year, and yet you hit the ground at least seven times per game. Like, do you, it's amazing how many times Joel hits the ground, right? And I'm no mathematician, but 77, that's like 490 times a year. He's going to have to pick that 7'1, 280 pound frame up off the ground, Rich. And he keeps falling. He's going to get hurt. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand. He took a fall last night and then immediately was like grabbing his head. Do you remember that? Then one time he knocked me. Yeah. I'm like, ah. he. do you notice that? Is it just me? He no. hits the ground way too much. I don't understand that. Well, hopefully his um, off-season workout regimen will be helpful. I don't know how helpful Here we go. that can be. The association's back, guys. I'm pretty pumped. The association's back. It's going to be great. Congratulations. I know you guys love that. I do. Oh, yeah. Rich Eisen Show Basketball Podcast, Season 2, debuts tonight. There you go. Fantastic. And then another narrative of the NBA season will we'll go down tonight when John Morant uh, chews up the Knicks like a play toy. 
kicking off the he ESPN is. coverage. Go nuts. You're very optimistic <laughs> about that. You're saying the Rick, Bre- no, Jail- Rick Brunson son Jalen there, isn't going to be able to stop him? There's a ton of folks on the old bandwagon in Memphis. A lot of bandwagon hoppers right now. It's a good squad, man. I know. Remember how good they were they when Ja long, didn't play? They are long and strong, and when Ja plays, he's a totally different. It's a totally different uh, ball of wax, isn't it? Highlight film. But they're good without him, and they're great with him, and they're long and can play defense, and that's what can disrupt some team like, say, the Warriors. And they got a little bit so, of an attitude to them, too. They sure do, you know? and that'll happen tonight. So um, we'll uh, we'll talk about it throughout this three-hour edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Fitzpatrick's up first. How about them apples? It's magic. You got yourself a uh, an Amazon Prime uh, game tomorrow night. Game uh, game seven for game six game for him. It's week seven for him. Yeah, yeah. Arizona taking on the Saints. Sneaky good game. And the whole conversation, I would think, going into this game is how will DeAndre Hopkins just change the dynamic for an Arizona Cardinals team that can't do a darn thing right. More than one-third of the time. And one-third of the time is two wins in which they came from a 20-point deficit in Vegas and their only lead of the game was at the final gun when they kicked the field goal. And then Arizona Cardinals have got another win on the road, taking down, one would say, a team that uh, everyone should take down in Carolina. They They have yet to win at home. They should take care of business against the Saints. We'll discuss a lot about that with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then uh, another issue I want to talk to him about is what's going on in Green Bay. Is it uh, my young Jets that just punked him? What's going to happen when they go to Washington? Rumor has it that the um, Packers are going to be in the trade market for a wide receiver. Interesting. uh, Deshaun Jackson just signed in Baltimore. There's an Odell Beckham free agency tour that's going to start happening very shortly. The trade deadline is November 1st. What's up with that? Will the Packers go ahead and add somebody now that Randall Cobb is down for the season? And who is who could that somebody be that can start playing for the Packers and win football games for him? And then obviously what's going on with Denver? Did you hear Russell Wilson's got a hamstring injury that could be fairly serious? We could see Brett Rippon for the Broncos on Sunday. Hey, who? In relation? Uh, yeah. It's his son? I believe it's his nephew. Oh, okay. You're right about that. Uncle uh, Uncle Mark. Mark. Yeah. So Nephew. Yes, sir. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, as I said, I thought the Broncos should take their stuff and throw it out. What if, what if Brett Rippon comes in here and starts dealing? As I said to you yesterday, <laughs> there is a small handful of quarterbacks that would be immune to what Dak just endured from the Twitterverse and the 24-7, 365 sports conversation universe, universes like this one in sports talk radio. Very few quarterbacks would be immune from the maybe this backup should keep playing conversation. And Russell Wilson ain't one of them now. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to join us. Chris Carter is the subject of this week's NFL icons on Epics. NFL Films produced Epics broadcast. I 
do the narration for it. It's going to be great talking to Chris Carter, whose Vikings and Eagles played each other in week number two on Monday Night Football and are sitting both um, atop their divisions. And then, you know, uh, uh, Chris will get a chance to see his Ohio State Buckeyes on Big Noon Fox for the first time this weekend as Michigan's on a bye. Um, Ohio State taking on Iowa. And I'll start talking to Chris with a little bit from my chest since that is what I've been doing lately. <laughs> and I know you like that. Oh, yeah. And then hour number three, um, a guest who has not been here since when? Our first full month of being on the air, right? November of 2014. November 2014. Marg Helgenberger will be here. She's back in her role um, that she helped create for the whole CSI oeuvre. She's in CSI Vegas as Catherine Willows, her character from back in the day of CSI crime scene investigation, which took place in Vegas. Trust me, we'll almost make it make sense. And that's in hour number three. My power rankings are Rich Eisen show basketball predictions. Last year, I got it right. Who was going to win the NBA Finals? Tune in to hear my prediction to make sure you sound right when I get this one right again. Wow. <laughs> I mean, cool. he, you did nail it last year, man. As much as I, don't I did say Warriors win. over Nets, so I missed that I one. But I did I've say been Warriors. Reminded of it. Con- I did of say it Warriors. Did say Warriors. Wait till you hear where I got in this one. Nobody is predicting this. We know you picked the Magic. It's cool. Nobody is predicting <laughs> this, and I did not predict the Magic. Oh. I did not. Although. There is a there is a magic uh, element to it. Oh yeah, oh. see, yeah. I think I think we're simpatico on. You think so? Because we're choosing NBA well, uh, Finals, Coach of the Year, MVP, and Rookie of the Year. Correct. Yeah. Okay, very good. Those are the those are our predictions. And then there's you at eight four four two zero four rich number to dial throughout. When we come back, guy sitting right in the middle of the Prime Video set. His name's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's doing a great job. Talking on the air, part of the paparazzi now. I imagine calling in from Arizona where week number seven begins. Coming back with Ryan Fitzpatrick right here on the Rich Eisen Show on a busy Wednesday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. For those who are listening on Terrestrial Radio Now, you just missed a segment where we were, I mean, we are mind-blowing facts. <laughs> mind-blowing facts. You should look it up. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show after a lengthy NFL career where he just uh, was one of the most joyous and enjoyable players to watch, and now I'm enjoying watching him right in the middle of the set on Prime Video's coverage of Thursday Night Football, where we're going to watch the Arizona Cardinals take on the New Orleans Saints, and we are hoping for touchdowns. Joining us here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is none other than Ryan Fitzpatrick. How are you doing, Ryan? I am good. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Harvard thing. I'm here uh, cleaning my degree right now. Is that right? The, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, something I like to bring up early and often. Also, Chris Hogan... Played lacrosse. Oh, I I didn't know that. Oh, that's a good one. Get too. out of yeah, here. He did. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah, I heard you went to Harvard. I heard about that. I heard about that. So, <laughs> uh, way in the past, though. It, it's been a while. Has it been? How'd you get there, man? How'd you get there, Ryan? Uh, How'd you wind you know up on that? Very crazy. Mm-hmm. I did not know until I started getting letters mm-hmm. from Harvard that they had a football team, and that was like. <laughs> junior or senior year of high school because um, I grew up in Arizona and it's not you know we're not we didn't used to live in the day of ESPNU where I could turn it off nice. the Harvard playing Cornell battling out on a Friday night yes. so um, I just didn't get recruited by many people so I decided to go to the best school I could um, so I that was it was my fallback it's your fall- <laughs> <laughs> hell of a fallback Hell of a fallback, man. Uh, you're doing great uh, in the TV gig, Ryan. It seems like you're you're a natural for it. And you're enjoying it. Um, what what preps have you been doing for this gig? Yeah, it has been so much fun. Uh, I think part of it is we've got Richard Sherman straight off the field, Andrew Whitworth straight off the field, Tony Gonzalez, who's like the obviously he's been doing this for a while on different networks he's got like dad jokes up the wazoo so it's like sometimes you laugh sometimes you make fun but uh and then carissa thompson's kind of our qb directing and making sure that all these rookies know what the heck they're doing but it's been fun for me just to stay connected the fact that it wasn't a hard stop you know done playing football and done with everything in the nfl so my prep and homework, a lot of it is watching football. And that's something, aside from like Monday and Sunday night games, that I've never really been able to experience with my kids before. Mm. So it's been a lot of fun just to sit on Sunday uh, and be able to sit back and watch the games with them. Ryan Fitzpatrick here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is going on in Denver? What can you diagnose for me what the issue is with the Broncos Ooh. so far? Uh, it, it's... It is hard to watch right now, and, and the maybe the hardest part about it is their defense is playing so well. Um, so if they did anything on offense, they would be such a better team right now. But it obviously hasn't been a good fit between Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson because um, if you look at their offense, there's talent. And I think it 
you know, it's tough that they lost Williams to the ACL for the year. He was a big part of what they do, but it's not like Russell Wilson doesn't have guys to throw to. And, you know, sitting there watching the film, it's kind of head scratching because there are a lot of plays where guys are open. And I don't know if he's just not comfortable with the read yet or he's not comfortable in the offense, but, um, there's just, you know, some stuff that I know coaching-wise they can do better, but a lot of stuff that falls on Russ as well. And he's never really been like at this point in his career where he's the one that's taken the brunt of the blame. But I think that's kind of where it's shifting at this point. Well, I mean, because anybody who makes that much, right, um, and is also, you know, puts himself out there, commercials and memes and things of that nature, you're going to get those slings and arrows. There's just That's just the nature of the NFL um, what coaching stuff, though, have you seen that you think needs to be buttoned up, changed here? Because the well, whole, co- I think, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I mean, we we've, we've seen the clock management stuff. You know, we've seen some of the questionable decisions. You know, even in our Thursday night game, I know we live in a world of analytics, and this is win percentages. And but there's a third down late in that game where Russell Wilson ends up throwing an interception in the end zone, and I'm just you know, why not hand the ball off and kick the field goal to go up six? Because if anybody was actually watching that game, Indy could not protect Matt Ryan. It was a bloodbath back there. There was no way they were going to go down the field and score a touchdown. I don't care what the analytics said or the winning percentage. It was an easy decision to hand that ball off on third down, get to the two-minute warning, kick a field goal, go up six, and put it in the hands of your defense because they were playing so well and getting after Matt. Ryan Fitzpatrick here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then the conversation surrounding Justin Fields last week and what we saw last week on Thursday night. We're going to see that front and center again on Monday night. He's going to have a nationally televised game. This is the Belichick defense he's going against this time, too. And normally he will just chew up any offensively challenged team and spit it straight out. So what, what's your sense of Justin Fields' development, having watched that in person last week, Ryan? Yeah, it, it was hard to watch. And even leading up to the game, it was hard to watch because I, I did not know how good of a runner he is. It is, in my mind, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and then everybody else. But he is that dynamic. And, I mean, I guess all the Ohio State highlights and things and games that I saw, you know, his receiving core at Ohio State, he has, you know, potentially four first rounders that he was throwing to. So Richard Sherman made the comment in the telecast, like his receiving core has gotten worse going from college to the NFL. And it's not any disrespect to Darnell Mooney and the boys, but that's how talented they were. He just, you know, this offense needs to play to his strengths. And right now his strength is not sitting in the pocket and throwing passes. He's having a really hard time getting through progressions. Um, and there's been a little bit. There's been flashes of getting him outside the pocket and letting him just read one, two, three and making it easy on him. And they just need more of it. Luke Getze needs to get away from the Green Bay style offense and play to Justin's strengths because there's some stuff that he does really well. But sitting in the pocket, you're not going to win games with him sitting in the pocket and reading one guy putting his eyes down and running. Well, another guy you could definitely put in the category of running, you're going to see on uh, on Thursday night, you're going to see him tomorrow night, and Kyler Murray. What what have, what have you seen on film prepping for this game? Um, or we just throw it out because there's no DeAndre Hopkins, and that's going to switch up right now. Robbie Anderson's now uh, in that house. Um, what, do you, what do you make of the Cardinals so far? Yeah, I, I mean, I think – so one of the stats from last year – 
when DeAndre played, they're eight and two. When he didn't, they're three and four. And so I think he obviously, you know, for a quarterback, and I played with him back in 2014. And if you remember all the way back to then, that was kind of the first year that a young DeAndre Hopkins overtook Andre Johnson in terms of being the number one receiver on that Houston team. He's such a great safety blanket for a quarterback because if you get man-to-man coverage, even if he's covered, he's open because of his catching radius, because of how dynamic he is with the ball in the air. Uh, so that part is going to be good for Kyler. He's not necessarily a burner. It never has been, but he's probably lost a little bit. Um, but he's still going to be able to get downfield and make those plays. I'll say the guy that has jumped out to me the last few weeks that was hurt early, uh, Rondale Moore, who I didn't know a whole lot about. He is really exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. So I don't I mean, I hope their offense gets going. You know, the, the thing that is scary to me, the two divisional opponents they played, the Rams in Seattle, they didn't score a touchdown versus either of those teams. So Cliff Kingsbury offense, we always talk about the league just figuring it out halfway through the season. It seems like the league has this thing figured out, especially when you can't score a touchdown in your division. Ryan Fitzpatrick of Thursday Night Football, Prime Video right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, a few more minutes left with him. So, Ryan, I know it's not your game, but Sunday night we're all going to be watching the Steelers and the Dolphins um, on a scale of 1 to 10. Brian Flores and Tua Tungo-Vailoa together on the same field in the same house. We're Miami, and we all know what's going on there. What, what's the awkward meter? 1 to 10, Ryan. What do you got for me on that <laughs> Well. One? I, I think I think they will avoid any interaction. I, I don't think hmm. you'll get your handshake or your your bro hug before or after the game. Um, I, I think it's an important game for Tua. Yes, he's because uh, you know Brian Flores is on the other side, and I'm sure Brian's gonna um, you know say this is what we need to do to this kid, this, this, and this. But you know for Tua and again what we saw Sunday versus the Bills, and then that Thursday night game following with the, the concussions and the fencing posture and all that, for him to come back, hopefully, you know, being completely healthy and being able to get through the season without any more concussions, I think everybody's going to be dialed in and is rooting for him just to be able to stay healthy for the rest of the year. Well, I mean, uh, I know this sounds like a tea-spilling question, but uh, whatever you're willing to share, what was happening? Back then, when two was drafted, you're there, you're playing, he's in. Flores was making a decision. It seemed like there was a that was a tip, and there was an iceberg underneath. Is that a fair assessment to say, Brian? Yeah, I mean, you know, I even as quarterback uh, and on the front lines and in some of those meeting rooms, you still never really know what exactly was going on behind the scenes. But um, you know, I, I've been in that situation quite a bit where they drafted to a high obviously it was going to be my team until they felt like he was ready and that was the covid year our buy got moved i think up from maybe week 11 to week six and so you know the natural uh whether it's after a thursday night game where you get the 10 11 days or it's after you know a buy where you can put a young kid in and start planning and get a cheat and get a few extra days that's probably when it was going to happen all along um, it was just tough because there was some stuff Tua wasn't ready for. He wasn't prepared to go out and do. But that being said, his progression as a quarterback, I think some of it you can point to that year and putting him in. You know, the problem is we went ten and six, and there were some guys on that team that felt like you know maybe I gave a better chance to win, but. Uh, long-term for the Dolphins, that was the better move for them to do. Sure, but he and, uh, I guess, Flores were 
were not copacetic or were you just sort of in between that whole thing? I mean, what was going on? Did you yeah, I, you know, and some of that got worse um, after I left. Right. You know, there's just there was an influx of offensive coordinators and they continued to change play callers and nobody was ever really good enough for the head coach. But uh, Tua, I think, did a good job through all of that of battling through, of working hard, putting his head down. And I think this year he's been able to see the other side of it a little bit with a coach in Mike McDaniel that completely 100% believes in him mm. as, a, as a player, loves him as a person. And you've seen the results early for Tua and you know how that mental part, just giving him some confidence, uh, has really translated on the field. Uh, I got I got a few minutes left with you here, Ryan. Um, a few questions that uh, I, I I have burning here. You got a Thursday night game, Buffalo at New England. Uh, are you going to show up without your shirt, sit in the stands for that one? I know it's not in Buffalo, but that's uh, the last time I saw you involved with a Bills game. Was shirtless yeah, I, in the stands. I think if the Bills score seven consecutive touchdowns. You'll like do they that? did in that playoff game. I may go ahead and do it on set. Okay. I mean, off. well, I mean, you could do it on set. I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I think uh, the country would like to see that again. Quite frankly, <laughs> what? what how, how did that come about? That that, one, uh, that moment. That, it was awesome. I and mean, we so I usually take my two oldest boys to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. every year, and just wasn't really feeling going to L.A. for the Super Bowl. So, uh, with the Bills having a home playoff game against New England, I just felt. You know, what better game to take these dudes to than this? And so we went. Fans were crazy. Just walking in, they were crazy. The environment was awesome. Yeah. It was obviously an incredible game. And my knucklehead kids the whole time, oh, Dad, let's go shirts off. Dad, shirts off. And, you know, finally after, I think it was a touchdown to Dawson Knox. And literally seven possessions, seven touchdowns. I decided it was time, mm-hmm. and, and we did it, and you know it was a lot of fun. Mm. Okay, and uh, how did how did it sit with the rest of the family when it got out there, Ryan? Everybody cool? Uh, we good? good? <laughs> no, every everybody was cool with it. Everybody was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I there were some comments about you know how much hair I had, and it still looked like I had a sweater and all that. But, <laughs> yeah, we were all good. Got the layered effect, even when you're wearing a shirt. Is that what they were saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's how that works. And uh, is Buffalo your choice to win it all as we're currently sitting here, Ryan? Yeah, it, they, they are. And I'm definitely uh, a bit of a homer. I mean, there's some bias in that selection. But if we're looking at the the entire team, the offense, the quarterback, the defense, and even their defense, how well they're playing with the injuries that they've sustained, um, it's, a, it's a winning formula. But it was great to see them knock off the Chiefs. Uh, in Arrowhead, that was a big step for them in winning that game. I mean, uh, and and Josh Allen, best quarterback in the NFL right now. Would you have yeah, to agree I mean, with that? He's he's definitely my pick. Um, so, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is always up there as well. But it, you know, right now the MVP race is probably between those two guys. Okay, and you're going to see Brady next week. What do you think he's thinking right now at three and three, getting set uh, to take on? Uh, Carolina up Carolina this week in Carolina and then there's the Ravens the following week at three and three still have a piece of the division but it's he's getting a lot of pressure up front he was barking at the uh, offensive line in Pittsburgh what do you think's going through his mind yeah I I think they'll be fine Uh, um I said this on a on a show the other day the Bucks to me are just a team I mean he seems a little disinterested this season it's it's been uh, interesting to watch because 
that's his thing has always been how focused he is, laser focused all the time, whether it's an inferior opponent or a big, you know, Sunday, Monday night game. He just always seems to be on it. And there's just something that feels a little off that's just missing this year. I, I compared it to 2019, which was his last year with New England. The thing is, let's see, is that right? Yep, that is. 2020? Yeah, yeah, correct. 2019. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing where it's just something fell off of that offense. And, you know, he was exasperated all the time and just not real happy with the way things were going. That being said, this Bucks team, Todd Bowles, always has an aggressive, great defense. You know, they haven't been playing as well as they can lately, but they're going to sleepwalk their way to 10-7, and seven, and then hopefully everything gets right in the playoffs. I just feel like that's what this Tampa team looks like right now. You know, they've got a breather game in the Panthers this weekend and then we get to see him on thursday night well i look forward to watching you the rest of this thursday season uh i guess i'm going to be spending the day after thanksgiving uh watching you next year too right that got added yesterday for next year's schedule you already yeah you're already that'll, that'll be on my birthday so send me oh is that right as well oh is yeah. that right oh yeah. do, so do you get like a triple discount because you work for amazon prime it's prime uh, uh friday and uh and then it's your birthday you know what? The, the crazy thing is, even mm-hmm. though now I'm working for Amazon and yes. Prime Video is blowing up, I still have to pay for it just like you do. What the hell? Have you not met Bezos yet? Has that not happened? <laughs> I have. I, I met him. Uh, How'd that go? How was, the Fitz, how, was the, how was the Fitzpatrick Bezos Summit? What happened there? What uh, happened? It was great. We had dinner in Kansas City kind of with the... With okay. the whole squad. All right. Uh, right. He's jacked. Oh, my goodness. He is <laughs> I mean, if we got in a push-up contest, I know I would be in trouble. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. So that means you have also, if I'm not mistaken, then since you said it was a big uh, big dinner, you have had the pleasure of sharing a steak with Al Michaels then, which uh, is one of the greatest <laughs> things ever. Have you done that yet, Ryan? Have we? Well-documented. Steak, no veggies. Ever. Uh, he's not had a yeah, green, he's not eaten anything green in his life, and he is so proud of telling that to anybody who has dinner with him. Um, that's a fact. You saw yeah, that. He, uh, he is the best. I mean, just even my 13 year old who met him last week in Chicago, he said, Dad, he sounds like exactly like he does on TV, but it's such an iconic voice. And I like more, we could do a whole podcast or show on his hotel reviews i like every week ryan him talking about the hotel ryan what's good and bad about him. ryan the first time i ever met al michaels it was the owners meeting in 2004 so the year before you were drafted Okay, you were just you were in Harvard, right? That's where you were at the time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you were at Harvard, was, right? Yeah. Okay, so graduate. Yep. You're in Harvard. Uh, I was uh, the first year uh, host of NFL Network, and it was at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida, the famed Breakers Hotel. Al was leaving, getting in a courtesy car to go to the airport. Howard Katz, longtime NFL executive and television executive, where they go way back to the worldwide wide world of sports days, says, "Al, what would you rate?" <laughs> the breakers al looks at him and says two and a half seasons got in the car and went off to the airport that happened oh that happened. it is the best and I, he usually you know we'll see i usually see him the day of the game so yeah. i'll get a full night's routine on everything that happened but uh he is one in a million yes he is unbelievable 
He is. He's a treasure. And then just last one, I'm assuming when the check was placed in front of Bezos, nobody reached, right? Nobody reached to the check. It was just, it's his, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, no, no. I, don't, I don't think everybody even did the fake reach. <laughs> he didn't even do that. No. It was like that yeah. Geico commercial, right? With just the fake alligator. No, fake just, the, right. the fake right. reach. Okay, very good. Ryan, I hope this is the first of many times uh, you appear here. Um, thank you so much for doing it. And like I said, I really enjoy watching you and the rest of the crew on Thursdays. Thank you. All right, Rich. Thank you. Right back at you. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick, formerly of Harvard, now of Amazon, right here on the <laughs> Rich Eisen Show. Well, I guess once you're Harvard, always Harvard. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Harvard University. Is I'm it, trying. To, I'm trying to get. Be... No, I'm just trying to get ready for that because I know uh, Chris Carter's oh, coming yeah, up next hour. Yeah. I don't want to screw that up. Got it. Yeah. I don't want to screw it up. Let's talk about them not I getting Prime for free, huh? Let's talk about them not getting Prime for free. So with that. Well, come on, hook a brother up. That would never be me. If I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, Jeff. Would you? Yeah. You know You'd me. Say Jeff? I, I, hey, Jeff. Well, I'm going to call him. Mister? Like, yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Yo, Jeff. I'm an employee. What's up with some Prime? <laughs> Swag and Prime, right? Oh, yeah. Does Ashton know him? Ashton must know him. He probably. Ashton must know him. I'm sure he does. Absolutely. You know, that's, that has nothing to do with me, though. I mean, you know. Why? You're friends with him. I don't say, okay. <laughs> Should we throw it a break? I think we should go to break. Uh, before I do, <laughs> just to let you know that you can you can uh, listen to the NFL and the NFL app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One where you can hear Thursday Night Football and watch it on Prime Video right here on Roku. We're back on the Roku channel and more. In a moment, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris Carter and my power rankings right around the corner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You are unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, steer your own success, and blaze your own trail. Or drive all the way from western New York to Kansas City to be part of a Bills victory. How great was that with Jordan Poirier yesterday talking about, hey, his family. I was in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Yeah. 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 Went to, back and forth. Are we there yet? Yep. Back and forth. <laughs> so he scratched all those great experiences off his bucket list, like telling his daughter we're almost there. 15 hours is so long. And also beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Pretty impressive. Look, you can, no matter how far off the beaten path that your dreams are going to take you through a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, guess what? You're right on the road with 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Do not wait. 
Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this here program. So, um, Yanks took care of business against the Guardians. I will say this about the Guardians. They're a good baseball team. They're a really, really good baseball team. That Stephen Kwan has blossomed into a hell of a baseball player who makes contact, and the entire team makes contact. They're so difficult to strike out. And every single time they make contact, they get in the infield hit or a ball bloops in somewhere. I mean, yesterday, Yankees get a three-run shot from Stanton in the first and then a solo shot from Judge uh, to give him a fourth run. And the Guardians, before that Judge shot, got one on the board because I think it was Quan who made contact and the ball drops just in one little Bermuda Triangle spot out there in left field right on the line. And Aaron Hicks gets uh, knocked into by Oswaldo Cabrera who's playing short. Hicks, by the way, was just left off the ALCS roster, unfortunately. Oh, He's right. not going to be able to play um, against the Astros. But anyway, my, my point is that the Guardians just keep on keeping on. And they're very difficult to get out. And in this day and age where there's what those three most common outcomes of an at-bat, strikeout, walk, or home run, they're the outliers. They're like, well, don't forget the infield singles and the bloops, and then we'll maybe come <laughs> up with a blast or five consecutive singles to come back from a two-run deficit in the ninth inning to go up two to one in the divisional series. You know, Terry Francona, I think, is a Hall of Famer. The uh, bullpen has a ton of great arms. You know, they shore up their starting pitching a little bit and maybe add a little bit more pop or get some more pop from the young ones that are coming up. They're going to be very difficult to get out of the AL Central lead, and we'll see what happens as they matriculate forward. Uh, that said, Glaber Torres earned his pinstripes yesterday, collecting the final out of the divisional series and rocked the baby at second Amazing. base. Amazing. And on behalf of all Yankee fans who were highly offended by Josh Naylor's insane trip around the bases. I mean, I mean, that wasn't a Cadillac. That was, um, I know, uh, uh, in this day and age, uh, supposed to be fun. I didn't find that fun at all. And clearly the Yankees didn't either. They only scored, by the way, the Guardians one more run since uh, after Naylor's home run. That was it. And uh, I enjoyed watching Glaber Torres do that, fully admitting that I'm also a Jet fan who likes seeing Sauce Gardner with the uh, cheese head hat on. It's great when it's for you, not yeah, done to you, obviously. But we are seeing in this day and age, as it appears in baseball, that as long as you do it towards your dugout, you could do whatever the a- hell you anything want. Anything goes, yeah. It's kind of like our version of being disrespectful as long as you say with all due respect okay. first. If you say with all due respect first, you could do whatever the hell you want. You could say whatever you want. You could be as disrespectful as all get out. You could say, well, I gave you your due respect before I was absurdly disrespectful to you. <laughs> I remember Reese Hoskins, Gronk spiked his bat. But he did but he it in the direction his of dugout. his yeah. dugout. Right. Like so if he'd cool. done that to the opposing dugout or at the pitcher, right. different ball of wax. Different. But he took it, and now everybody is hitting home runs and spiking the bat. And yelling at their and, dugout. And carrying it up the first baseline. But as long as you're doing that towards your teammates, I think 
the, anything goes now. All good. And so that was the response that I got the most from me being offended by Josh Naylor running around the bases and screaming and yelling like a lunatic and doing this rock the baby and you know I'm your effing daddy you're my effing son even though he's saying that about the pitcher but he's saying it to his dugout so that's fine even though he's mocking like he's (laughs) he's mocking the individual he just homered off of right but it's fine as long as he's doing it to his dugout even though you know his dugout, the pitcher who he's mocking is in between. And it could be easily said that he was doing it towards the pitcher. And he did, on occasion, turn his head towards Cole. And we're good. But the Yankees were the kings of the last laugh. They didn't do a damn thing in the game. They didn't throw at him. They pitched to him. They didn't throw at anybody else. They pitched to everybody else. And once the final scoreboard was done, Glaber Torres caught the final out at second base. And rock the baby. And on behalf of all Yankee fans, two saludes, sir. That was good stuff. Now comes the Astros. Oh. And as you know. Get the thumbs out. I have been very concerned about this. Get the thumbs out. Uh, that is a band box of craziness down there, man. <laughs> that is Strike. a band box of craziness. And here we come. The Yankees just got to get Altuve or Bregman out. Problem is, oh, there's that kid, Alvarez. I mean, kid, he's a monster. He's a grown ass man. My <laughs> yeah, bad. He's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> but here we go. It's finally here. Chris Carter and my power rankings coming up. It's finally here. Okay. And then yesterday, Phillies looked good. Phillies looked really good. Yeah. yeah. Look Bryce good. Harper and Schwarber Homer and That's the pitch it. enhanced makes it stand up. That's, That's it. it. I mean, you makes two mistakes. He's been awesome. Right. Two mistakes. Boom. Lose. Schwarber, Jesus, what a bomb. That was an amazing. I mean, he, as you know, I, what do we call him when we were there for the home run derby years ago? When he is a, is a cub, he was, he's a fire hydrant with arms that moves. He is just a, he's a, a cranking home run guy. Like Boston is letting him go. So Can I just say something that I'm sure is going to upset some people? I'll do it anyway. What if the Cubs had kept their team together? I know the pitching's different. Dude, right? I thought that when they were fire sale, like why? What were they why? doing? I know the Rizzo? pitching is different, but still, Bryant, Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, Schwarber. Baez, Javi. Yeah. What if they kept them together? Three, maybe four. What was the reason I why? I, I, what was the reason? <laughs> I think money, right? I don't know. Is that what it was? If I were a Cubs fan, though, that Madden, was, how are the, how are the Madden Cubs around? short of cash? Madden, right? Got rid of him. Yeah. I don't understand why they, they just came up. Good. They threw the talent. I, I just you kind of thought like when the when the Cubs broke up that Schwarber's just a one note, one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Red Sox then the Phillies. Yeah, he has been just a left-handed home run machine. Would have been nice to have that. The Phillies are jacked up. Why not? They're three wins from the World Series.